Thank you for coming tonight. Let's look around and see the countenance of the saints of God. It's encouraging. I mean, there's a lot of other places people could be tonight, but on a snowy night. But there were some of, of uh, mighty men that went down into a snowy pit that slew some mighty forces. Anyway, um, I was listening uh, to uh, scripture and my working out in the this passage came up and it really caught my attention. It was a woman with the infirmity that was bowed down and could in no wise lift herself up. She could not even move. And yet, when Jesus saw her, it says he called her to himself. It's like, well, how did she get there? And she could not in no wise move. And I think my point is he, he called her. I think that was the point with blind Bartimaeus, right? He was screaming his head off. He did get attention. They were trying to silence him. And they, you know, finally, he says, call him over. And they go over and said, be of good courage. The master calleth thee. And that's the difference. There's a lot of, uh, I think we're understanding that, that it, it, it can't come from external. It's got it's to be a waiting. It's got to be an abiding, not something that we do. We can in no ways wise get ourselves to where God wants us. It's a matter of abiding and waiting for the master to call. And when he calls, there's energy. So, Lord, uh, help us tonight to hear that calling, to, 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 that there would be encouragement, Lord, when the master calleth, that we would respond to that calling tonight, Lord. Open our ears and our hearts to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Good evening. It was probably the year 1983, maybe 82, I don't remember, at a convention at Bones Mill, this brother got up to lead a, he was leading a, a song um, I don't remember seeing that brother before. Maybe I did, but it seemed like he was a, new to, to this fellowship. And the song he was singing, it was somewhat very militant. And he said, uh, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Uh, that brother sitting over here. And so, well, may you try to sing, but you were there. Anyway, last week, um, Sister Kara uh, made that uh, verse the basis of her sharing. And I want to, to look at it. In the book of Mark, chapter 9. Something, uh, Strange that happens uh, after you've been around a while, and uh, you've seen lots of things. Uh, somehow you don't get too excited about as you were when you were a new Christian. And uh, you try to be cautious. But the things you might claim to believe, or the or where we're going, because you have seen that you really don't know. You've seen so many things that went the way you you thought it will never go, and things that you thought will never change, and then they did. But, uh, you move carefully. And then you also see the Lord do things that you never thought he will do. Yeah. Like me standing right here before you. And other things. So this chapter has some problems there, as far as I can see. First, uh, the first thing that chapter talks about is that transfiguration, a great event. And there were only three men there with the Lord Jesus was only Peter, John, and, and James. But when they're coming down from that great experience, they run into the other disciples, and the other disciples are, are in a great argument with some people. I'm not sure, I, I don't really know why they were arguing, but that's what it says there. It said, uh, 
Verse 14, and he came to his disciples, so they're coming from this great experience. Elijah and Moses have appeared on a vision that these three men have seen, and they have confirmed Jesus' ministry, and they're coming under that mighty power. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioned with them. It means they were arguing. I'm not sure what the argument was about because the disciples have just failed. They just couldn't do what they were asked of them. But what was asked of them was also very difficult to heal somebody. I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. If they come and ask you, oh, okay, you are a Christian? Okay, let's pray for my son. I mean, it was a very difficult situation. So I'm not sure what the argument was about, but the, the fact is they just couldn't do it. So as soon as the father sees this, goes right to the, uh, to the Lord and describes what's happening to that boy. And he said, uh, and, uh, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. They couldn't do it. And so it's an impossible situation. And we face uh, right now impossible situations. And we have throughout the years come up against things that just no way you can do anything about it. And so he rebukes them. They bring the child unto him. And the Lord then cast out the, uh, the spirit and is healed. And so, a beautiful miracle. 27 verse, he said, But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I mean, who didn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see that in a situation that you're facing? Isn't that a beautiful conclusion? And of course, all of us in the things we face that are difficult to us will want that same conclusion. And he said, uh, And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And so, when we face something real difficult, there's nothing we can do about it. We can take this verse and try to do it and it won't do. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever fast and pray? Nothing happened. So what's happening there? Is that a, a, he said that this cane can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. But experience and all the scriptures tells us that's that so. 
not always. And if you go that route, believing that that's the way to go, you're going to end up not believing because you fasted and you prayed and nothing happened. And the Lord said, this will be solved by doing that. But it doesn't happen. Is that true? I was thinking while we were singing, not just about Weston, but about, about all our fellowships. That in the midst of the praises, there were relatives of us, friends of us, brethren of us, and then they left. Some went because the Lord took them to do something else, but some went because they just did not believe any longer. Or they couldn't believe any longer. And they partook of the same things that you and I were partaking tonight. So that we don't know what the future holds. And we have come before the Lord to petition him about our children, about maybe your grandchildren, maybe your friends, maybe just brethren that were here and you love. And perhaps you said, okay, well, let's, let's pray and fast. And you see, the problem with that is that we attach that phrase to the healing of that boy, to a good conclusion. And by doing so, we err, because that's not what the Lord was saying, even though that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> you see, not all the stories that we read said what the is written there. So let's go to Hebrews 11. And this is called the Book of Faith or the or the book of the of the Faith the giants. But you know what? The first person they mention in this book, the first champion that they mentioned was murdered by his brother. That tells you something. He's not going to talk about fast and pray and it'll be done. The first one he's talking about is Abel. And what does he say about Abel? He said that, uh, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, but which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. So the first one 
that they given us an example of somebody that believes and he has faith was murdered by his own brother. So we got troubles immediately there. I mean, how can that, how can that story make any sense? How can it, I mean, all right, it, 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 he had the faith, he had the witness, but the end is not a good end. From a point of view, or from your point of view, right? Well, then, after that, he goes uh, to talk about some that whose end was very good, but another version of that verse says, by faith, Abel brought God a better and more accept acceptable sacrifice than Cain, because at, of which it was testified of him that he was righteous. So Abel is declared righteous, that is, that he was upright and in right standing with God. And God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts. And though he died, yet through the incident, he's still speaking. So I think the answer is somewhere else. The answer is not on things that are not good turn out all right from my point of view. From Abel's point of view, I don't know what he thought, but I'm sure something happens in the moment that that's going to happen. I think they realize this is God. But that's not the end I was looking for. Well, let's take our Lord. Is the end of that story a good end? You see, we had problems here. Because the way I think is that if somebody's sick, then the good end is for that person to be healed. And we really want that. I mean, who doesn't want us the Kathy? to be healed. But it seems to me that God is not looking for that. He's aiming somewhere else. And I want to, I've been, I've been thinking about that and praying uh, because it seems to me that when you go that route, we always err. I mean, didn't we pray? Uh, some people fast for Brother Tony Cobb. There were prayer chains all over the, not just this country, but all the countries. Some of them, that's why I, I said we need to be cautious. Some people declare that he was going to be okay. That he was going to be healed. Surprise. God was not going that route. And so, he said, this kind only with prayer and fasting. Abel declared righteous, and he said, and though he died, 
Well, that's not the, that's not the end I want for my story. Or that my petition is not acknowledged. But then we forget about somebody like Peter and Paul. And what about James? James, after being trained for three and a half years with the Lord, and after being there, receiving the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in a couple of chapters, he says, he was what? Beheaded. I mean, anybody knows. Uh, I think it was while I was there with the folks at DPS. I, I don't know who said that uh, it takes so much time to train somebody, and it's sad when that person decides to go work somewhere else. What about three and a half years of training? And then the Lord says, okay. I think that's it. I wonder what James thought. All the training. He went with the 70. He, went, he, he performed miracles according to the scriptures. He prophesied. He, he did all those things. And then a couple of weeks after, at the very beginning, he's called. Well, Peter and Paul did better. According to tradition, and it, it could be that they're right because you don't hear about them after that. In the year 65, when uh, Rome was burnt, it's a fact that Nero came after the Christians <laughs> It's also a fact that some became torches to light the city. It's believed that uh, during that period of time, Peter and Paul died. Some said that Peter was crucified. They just think that. There's some, some early fathers said that. And then they think that Paul was beheaded. They also are not sure of that, but some of the early fathers said that that happened. And, and so, Paul had a thorn on the flesh and he has three times. Do you think he fasted about that? Did he pray lots? And what was the answer? But you see, it's hard to take that answer. The things you are facing, the things uh, are happening to you, and to take that answer is hard. And it goes contrary to most of the teachings uh, that we have as Christians, that if you pray, you're going to get healed. That if you pray, things are going to, to get to change. And they could very well it could very well happen. But I think that what God is aiming for is something else. Not that you follow him because you are believing that's going to happen. 
That's why the prosperity gospel is so popular. But you see, if, if you and I are really going to follow this lamb, we must be ready for an answer that does not satisfy you. Yeah. Or for losing the hope that that particular thing you're praying for sure. is really going to change. Mm -hmm. And that is hard. Yeah. But if we don't do that, then we're following our own way, our own desires, not allowing God to do His work. James mentioned uh, a while about, about this brother, this German brother, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was in one of the concentration camps back in, in I think it was still the 40s when he was there. He was engaged. And if you read his writings, he thought he was going to get out, get married, have a, a good life. He was going to pastor a church. He was going just to keep going. But there was a time when he realized that wasn't going to happen. But his last words, which show me that he had come to be at peace with what God was doing, is that when he's in, the, in this prison, and they come and they call him prisoner number so-and-so, because they didn't even have names, prisoner number so-and-so, and everybody knew what that meant. So he got up, he, he had just given a devotional. He got up, and he turned to some of the prisoners, and he told them, this is not the end for me. This is just the beginning. But you know, he knew where he was going. He knew what the call meant. But he went at peace with the decision that God had made for him. After that, nobody saw him, but there's, there's a, a, a writing of a, of a lady that, no, it wasn't a lady, it was another man that was there, and through a small hall, he looked outside, and he saw him being taken away. And then he couldn't see, but he knew what was happening there. He knew he was being hanged. That was his end. Yet, once he knew the end, he said, this is not the end, this is just the beginning for me. And so, Hebrews then 11 talks about Abraham is one of the ones we know the more about. Because you see, in the midst of what I'm saying, we got to have faith. But we got to have faith not in the good outcome of what's happening to me, 
what's happening to my brother, what's happening to my daughter, my, my son, but, but faith in that God is doing what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't. And if he wants to change that into a positive outcome, he will do it. But if whatever reason, for whatever reason he doesn't want that, then I need to come at, and be at peace with that. Because what is being tested there is, do I love God more than I love my own desires? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Am I willing to, to surrender my desire in order to see him right. moving ahead? And what I'm telling you is that that is hard. That is not easy. Yet we need to believe. Believe him. And so, chapter 11 of, of uh, After it talks about Abraham and many more, then he said, and what shall I more say for the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, and Samson, David, Samuel, and of the prophets. And then look at the things that he, he mentions, who brought, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrote righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fly the armies of the aliens. aliens. Women received the dead, raised to life again, and he stops there and changes. And so those first ones that we have read, we need to pray, we need to believe, and may the Lord do that for us. That's true, wow. Wow. Who doesn't want to see those things? And we have seen some of those. And we will see more. But there's something else greater than that behind that. And here it is. It stops right there and look what it says. And others, I'm going to read it from another version. I believe if we don't consider this, we'll go the wrong way. And we won't see Anyway, those things that we want to see. It says, after, after all, those, all those things I read to you, it said, yet, 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 it was faith that enabled others to endure great atrocities. Any of you endure things like that? No? 
These are also champions of the faith. They were stretched out on the wheel and tortured and didn't deny their faith in order to be freed because they longed for a more honorable and glorious resurrection. Others were mocked and experienced the most severe beating with whips. They were in chains and in prison. Some of these faith champions were brutally killed by stoning. You see, we need to put our experience into perspective. We have to. Otherwise, we'll we'll sink under a disagreement with my brother. Or because somebody didn't, somebody misunderstood me. Or because the the thing I I really wanted to to do, uh, somebody stopped me from doing it. and will collapse under that weight. And I think we need to raise our vision and see that's not really my problem. I got a greater problem. So some of these faith champions are brutally killed by stoning, being sewn in two. Somebody said that uh, they think Isaiah is one of those sewn in two. Or slaughtered by the sword. But listen, they, these live in faith. They live in faith. See, in the middle of those things, they had faith. And I'm sure that they pray to be delivered from that. But at some point, they realize it's not going to happen. And here is the, what happened is that they kept going. It says about Abraham that he believed, uh, he had hope against hope. Yet the outcome in his case was good. But not these fellows. These live in faith as they went about wearing goatskins and sheepskins for clothing. They lost everything they possessed. Wars are very cruel events. And the ones that suffer the most are the children, the woman, and the elderly. Read about it in history. They suffer the most. In all wars, the same thing happened. Children, woman, elderly. Just imagine uh, they come and tell you it's time to go. You don't have a t- time but to pick up a couple of things.
They lost everything they possessed. They endure great afflictions. My great affliction sometimes is I don't like what is being served at the table. <laughs> or I don't like the assignment I was given today. I'm not trying to, to make fun of you. I'm trying to make us see where is the gospel going yeah. and what is required of us. Yeah. So we won't get lost in the, in the minor conflicts yeah. that we face. I've been in shootouts and I've been shot at. That wasn't my greatest conflict at all. I've been, af I've been afraid that I'll be picked up any moment and taken away. And that was not my greatest conflict. Sometimes my greatest conflict was a disagreement with a brother and I couldn't sleep because I was so upset about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so what these verses are doing are trying to take me to a different level where I see where these brethren were. And even though their, their desire was not answered, they kept going. They lost everything they possessed. They endured great afflictions. And they were cruelly mistreated. Cruelly mistreated. Cruelly mistreated is not talking about somebody say something bad about you. It cost them their life. They wandered the earth living in the desert wilderness, in caves, bare mountains, and in holes in the earth. You know, when I come back, it's cold outside. I tell you why somebody said, oh, you're doing great in, in Alaska. Well, I'm not in Alaska. I mean, inside the room is 70, what, 70 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And we just run from the from the car to the to the to wherever you're going. But we did get called the other day, brother, brother Richard chose the best day <laughs> to get the snow from up here, and it was 40 degrees below. And the first time, I, my hands really got cold after hours over there. And I realized my gloves were not going to make it. <laughs> and, I, and they burned for weeks. That's the only day I got cold. But obviously, it doesn't compare with these fellows. They said, all's in the earth, caves. Truly, the world was not even worthy of them 
not realizing who they were. These were the true heroes, commended for the faith, yet they live in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. They didn't even receive what they were looking for. Well, what kind of folks were those? And what kind of people are those that don't even receive what they promised, yet they keep going? Don't you feel God is calling us? Not so we go because he's going to answer our prayers because the problem I have is going to be solved, but I'm going just because I want to go. I have no other desire. I have no other goal but to go after that lamb. I think uh, if we do that, then when we see the miracle, we'll pray for it, we'll fast, and we'll be <coughs> gracious and grateful when it happens. But deep inside, I will know that's not what I'm going for. That's not my goal. Yet, those are difficult decisions. To let go of that healing, of that solution of that desire for this thing to change or the other and to just cling to him. Whatever he goes, whatever he decides, I'm going. I come to realize maybe he's asking too much. Maybe I don't have what it takes to go. Yet I think that in the calling, it's also the ability to go. And even though we're not facing some of these things, even though we might not see them, I don't know. uh, Some people are suffering tonight, not just in that war. There are many wars. uh, I just quickly will tell you that uh, because the brethren there in Mexico were trying to put this into perspective because some of the brethren were saying we needed to, to fast, we needed to pray, we needed to really do something about the, the folks in Ukraine. And, and yes, uh, we need to pray. But this brother said, I said, let's just also remember that last year, Last year, about over 50,000 people died, violent deaths in Mexico because of the drug lords' uh, wars. He said, and daily in our city, daily are shootouts, are people that are out there, found out there on the streets, uh, and all of this. He said, we need to also Remember that. Some people were not too happy with that answer, but then I thought about it later and I said, well, you know, just the other day, 17 were 
they were in this, uh, I don't know what they were doing, but somebody came, got them out, lined them up against the wall, 17 of them, and killed them. I thought, wow. But I don't want to use, uh, uh, I don't want to follow that line, but rather to follow this line and to put things into perspective so that as we pray, and I hope I didn't discourage anybody. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just, when I see that the, there's no answer to some of the problems we are facing, mm-hmm. when I see that people are, are not go, getting healed, somebody's not turning around, and as we pray and we pray, or, or myself, uh, there has to be an answer. And I find the answer there. They, were, they went beyond that. And there came a moment when they said, that's not really what I'm after. If it happens, great. But if it doesn't happen, even so, I'll keep going. So hopefully, I'll help you out some. that that's a cheap word sometimes but we're very uh, um, thankful that God has waited for us in the midst of circumstances and um, the the unanswered prayer you know I, I Pat uh, Pat Miller died uh, a couple days ago yeah, and uh, you can catch it later. It's probably on TV. And anyway, the uh, he was griping and he said, "I want to die." I've asked God, "I want to. I don't want. I want to go." Well, at ninety-two, you know, I, I said, "Pat, don't rush it. You're right on the cusp, you know, and uh, and you don't own yourself. You're." When you came into Christ, when we came in, we became other people's property. Now, the issue is, uh, when I look at the way I've treated his property, thinking that it was my own, uh, I, I understand why the dealings to, the, to our souls, mine, I, I know about mine, um, and, and we're chosen out of the furnace of affliction, uh, out of fire. And if, even if we, we don't, you're, you're sitting here tonight, and I, I'm going to keep telling you that, uh, with a glorified body promised to you. And God doesn't break his promise. And so the afflictions, the comparison. You know, read uh, Romans again, but I want to re- take something out of, out of, uh, because this is, um, this is really vital. The scripture, you know, just the line for young people that says, I can do all things in Christ. I've heard people get up and say that. You know, and they had a, maybe a calling of, of some, you know, maybe they were mathematicians and want to be engineers, but, 
You know, that I'm going to be an astronaut. I can do all things in Christ. There's some things that you cannot do, okay? But if Christ says, this is what I want you to do, and I've had guys who said, I know I had confirming words, and I, 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 I was... I backed off, or I, I was afraid, and others said it was the most treacherous task just to finish the, the word that God had given me. And, you know, the other day when people were saying that a lot of people, you know, suffered coming up here. Listen, it was, to me, it, it wasn't suffering. It was fire and and explosions and excitement and volatile because God was moving so fast to get us together. But listen to what, and I'm reading out of uh, Psalm 48 now. And I'm thankful that uh, I don't know what's ahead for any of you. You have no idea what's there. You're, you're, you're in dangerous water when you get up in the morning and you say, God, my life is yours. But you're also, you're also given the promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That he will be with you through the fire. And there, there's scripture after scripture uh, tattooing the, the love of God <laughs> on our brain if we'll get it. And, and here's just, I'm just going to make this short. This is an important word for us because there's a, a lot of uh, abortive things that take place and unfinished desires and projected dreams we had. But uh, God is, yea, from that time, I'm going to jump right in the middle of verse 8. Yea, uh, of, of uh, 48, eight. 48, um, yeah, 48, eight. Yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not, yea, from that time that thine ear was not open, for I knew thou wouldst deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor from the womb. That's a classification for, for many of us sitting here tonight, certainly is for me. I tr I'm, in, I'm in Isaiah 48. Did I say that? What did I say? I'm sorry. It could be age-related. Just keep praying. All right. Now, I used to do that at 45. But every one of us have been a transgressor. Is that right? Were we trustworthy? No. I mean, listen to what God says about it. For my name's sake, verse 9, will I not defer mine anger? Is that good? And for my praise, will I refrain from thee that I cut thee not off? Folks, everyone in this room of any age, God should have said, that's it. If we had a God... Who, who put us under the microscope, we would be finished. Can you say thankful heart for that? I am. And he said, Behold, I have refined thee. 
but not with silver. I've chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. And he says, for my own sake, even for my own sake, will I not do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory to another. And, and let me just say, because I felt like I needed to correct anything, because uh, I have said that you've sit in the, you, you've got a promised body, a new body, and everything is, is, is uh, I mean, that is a very significant thing for all of us. But in that, let me just say this. God is not going to give you any forward motion that comes from your own initiative. I don't care how many good things you've done, have done. I mean, there are, there are men and women right in this room have given themselves over and over, scheduled here and there. And, and I don't know, and you don't know the degree of, of how much that you did that with a thankful heart or you got up, I, I heard a couple of guys talking today and they, you know, and I was on the phone with Gary and he, Gary said, I, I just don't want to do it. And I, and I said to him, Gary, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Most of the things that we don't want to do, we don't do. And I, and I was talking to... Uh, to someone else, and I said, you know, um, <laughs> uh, when we find out, sometimes God asks us to do something, and as we're moving in it, we find out for sure that we love this. We learn to do it. And I don't think we come into any level of maturity until we stay under with the, the frenzy, the pain, the difficulty. But God will not share. He is going to give you a glorified body, but it's, be, it's going to be one that his hands have made and directed. It will not be any initiative of us, none. And that is really vital. Because the Christian church says, I think I'm going to go serve God and go to the mission field. And if God says it and he directed it, he will be there with them. But I've seen people come back. We had a, an 18-year-old standing here who, you know, years and years ago, he was going to some foreign place. And it was so clear that the guy was going to fail. But as a Christian, you never do. You may go down, you may live in hell, but God's there with you. And no matter what your destination or how goofy you may decide what you're going to do. I was settled on the fact that I was going to be a PhD. I was headed for Geneva. You know, uh, read the book... Um, uh, <laughs> What is it, uh, the, the, the book there that you don't remember? All right. My memory bank is, uh, uh, she didn't recall it. But it had to do with logotherapy, man's search for meaning. And I was sick of religion, 
I saw how, how polluted it was. I was right in the face of some of the darkest things with, with really anointed, gifted men. And I said, I'm done. And thank God, I'm thankful he didn't listen to me. I'm thankful that my prayer and my direction and, I, and most of my background in schooling was, was a lot of psychology and it's just a lot of wholesale poppycock. A bad destination. He loves you with an everlasting love. And so stay under. And we pray tonight that every vessel in this room, everyone will hear clearly that God is, whatever he is doing, that he has his meaning and his purpose. And thank you, Lord, for this word tonight. It's an important word for us. It, it is a vital word because over and over we, we make requests. And we're going to get the glory all right, but it's, it's, it's not going to be anything that comes from us. There's nothing in the natural man that can please God. That is, that's vital for us, and we don't like it because we've created a wonderful home here. And how much of it? This is what we have to ask. I tease Ron Greenleaf about being, you know, as the captain and stuff, and he laughs because he feels free and he's broken into parties. Uh, sometimes he just walks in and he just arrives for dessert. And, and I loved it. But, and, and he was a builder here. His hands and Richard's and so many of you here have built a, a magnificent home. And we have to ask God how much of it was of a natural direction, how much of it was done and directed by the breath of God. Because I'm telling you, the first time I, they, people came by and said, oh boy, you guys really know how to do it. Oh, your praise is so wonderful. This is it. And, 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 and I was saying, when you hear that, duck and cover and say, please God, this was your work. This was your hand. We're th I'm thankful for the gifts. I mean, my goodness, we, we, have, we have the best uh, uh, techie probably in, in, in several states in, uh, in, in, in uh, our brother who came here. I, you know, you've heard me say Apple would have come and gotten him if they knew he'd been here. The, the Alaska people walked in and said, magnificent. And he wouldn't leave. He, he wouldn't leave until God said to him, you know, uh, the time is now. And I love Jeremy, and I love what he did here. I love what Jonathan did here. I love what, what Leo brought in. All these people, their sons and daughters of the Most High. They, they, they have not a lot of happy things to say about us, you know, but they're our brothers. And we have to change anything in us that sees, you know, that we've got something that uh, we've done. 
it's, it's, it's dangerous waters and God hates it. Why should I offer my glory to idols? God help us. Thank you, Lord. Let's uh, be dismissed. I went on a little long there for you. Sorry.